something very interesting about uh, this gentleman who recently died. And the importance of being proactive in preaching the gospel. And it made me think of Mark 16:15, where Jesus commands us, "Go, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." So our brother's uh, mini message is a reminder to us that our job, our primary job, our primary uh, work is to work for the salvation of others. And there's many reasons for that. But one of the reasons is a reason that was brought up to me actually this morning by my daughter when she was laying in bed. So she's uh she's my 12-year-old Eva, and she's actually being baptized today. Actually, Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle is baptizing her uh at Long Beach in the uh Long Island Sound. And usually on the weekends when she wakes up, my wife always says, Oh, Eva's calling you. So I have to go upstairs and go into her room. So she's laying there in bed and she asks me this really interesting question that connects to what my brother is saying. She's laying there and she says, and it's based upon a prior conversation we've had, but she said, well, why is Satan so concerned about one soul? That's what she says. You wouldn't think a 12-year-old would be thinking that, right, when they first wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, I said, the reason Satan focuses on people uh, like the way he does is because he understands the value of a soul. Because I, I told Ava, I said, you know, Satan would give you a billion dollars if he knew that would keep you from following God, if he knew that would keep you from faith in Christ. He'll, he'll give you those things. So I said, I said, Ava, I mean, the reason why Satan focuses on just one person, maybe, is because he understands the value of a soul. I mean, he certainly knows Jesus' words, right? What does it profit a man? What does it profit you? What do you gain if you gain the whole world? If you gained trillions and everything, you are the emperor of the world. What would it profit you if you lost your soul? See, I, then I said to her, I said, basically, I said to her, I said, 
you know, we're, we're foolish. We think gold is valuable. We think cryptocurrency is valuable. We think money is valuable. Actually, the soul is more valuable. Actually, the soul is more precious than anything on earth. 我们时时常的是犯傻，因为我们以为说金钱是很值钱的，我们也以为那个虚拟货币，呃，币币块、比特币是很值钱的。我们也许想着其他的呃钱财是很是很有价值的，但是我们却没有意识到，其实最有价值的乃是人的灵魂。And so you have two kingdoms: kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan, and they all understand one thing: the soul, your soul. Is unbelievably valuable, and they want it. Ah, so we know there are two kingdoms: one is the kingdom of God, one is the kingdom of Satan. The two kingdoms know that they are going to pursue this valuable thing, which is human soul, which is me, which is my soul. And so I ended my conversation with her by just saying that our job, our business, should be about, and our focus should be about people's souls, which is what our brother said. Be proactive in preaching the gospel. So we know that when I finish the conversation, I said that our job is to preach the gospel. So we need to be proactive in preaching the gospel. So thank you, brother, for bringing that up, and as a reminder to us, and also as sort of a confirmation to me this morning, my conversations with my own daughter and about what our role is as believers, which is again to preach. The gospel. That's why. That's what we should be focused on. That's what we should be spending our money on. That's what we should be thinking about.、Um, preaching the gospel to the lost. So, thank you, brother, for bringing this up this morning. Also, as a reminder to me, this is a confirmation to me that our job is to preach the gospel. That's why. That's what we should be focused on. Preaching the gospel. That's why. That's what we should be focused on. Preaching the gospel. Knowing Jesus's words, right? What does it profit you? What do you gain? What do you actually get if you gain the whole world? You gain all the money, all the materials, all the electric cars, all the skyscrapers, all the yachts. You had it all, all of it, all of it was yours, but you lost your soul. We often remember Jesus' words. He said, "If you win the whole world, win the whole world, win the whole world, even the world's wealth." 这个最呃呃呃呃最令人羡慕的车、游艇啊，所有的东西，你却赚得全世界，却赔上自己的生命，赔上自己的灵魂，有什么益处呢？你我们还能拿什么来换生命呢 ？And so you can see, even through that, and it will connect to our message,、um, how differently God looks at things than the way we look at things. Like God does look at things much different. And our challenge is always to align our thinking to His thinking. 呃，这再一次的提醒我们，神看事情和我们看事情是何等不一样，也对我们一个挑战，就是我们该调整我们的眼光，我们以神的眼光去看待所有的事。And there's and there's also a difference between a physical, a carnal way of looking at life and a spiritual way of looking at life, which is what we should be concerned about. We should not want to be carnally minded. We should want to be spiritually minded. Also, teaching us, we look at things in two ways. One is the physical, materialistic way to look at things. The other is the spiritual way to look at things. And、uh, you will see that, and you probably saw that already with the verse, the memory verse, right? Blessed are those who mourn, right? So happy are those who are sorrowful, for they shall be comforted. That's very strange. We today read the verse. Everybody remember, this is Jesus Christ saying, "The sorrowful have joy. The 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 sorrowful have joy." 啊，很幸运啊，因为他们比较安慰，所以我们听起来是一个很奇怪的一个说法。But it reminds us that as Christians, we think differently. We do think differently because what Jesus is talking about, he's the reminder as we go through his teachings, he's focused on spiritual mindset. It's a spiritual mindset, so it's going to be different 
than the normal earthly or worldly mindset. And so when you read Jesus's teachings, like blessed are the poor in spirit that I preached on last month. And today, blessed are those who mourn. You can only like be open to this if you realize, oh, it's spiritual. I've got to understand this from a spiritual perspective. So we are part three of this series. What did Jesus say? Part three. And some of the some of the material, not all of it, but you know, I'm gaining gleaning insights from this book, Studies in the Sermon on the Mount, awesome book. Um, highly recommend it to you. And this book goes through Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, which is basically the condensed meat of Jesus' teachings. And so we've been studying, uh, and we're going to continue to study the teachings of Jesus Christ. And the foundational verses are packed into Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And those verses are the following, uh, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, this is a pretty big statement, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them, this is what we're doing now, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. 在马太福音第十二十八章第十八节，主耶稣基督就是这样教导的。耶稣进去来对他们说：“天上地下所有的权柄，就是这很大的一个啊，这个很大的一个啊一个警戒，告诉我们在天上地下所有的权柄都已经
others, Matthew 5 and 7, what Jesus said. Like, what did he want us to do? We are to tell others that. Now, there's an implication there, right? That you as a Christian, that you actually know what Jesus said and did. Like, and so the question is, do you? Like, if you are a follower of Jesus, do you actually know what Jesus actually said, what he means by what he said, what he wants you to do, and what he did? Like, do you know that really well? The Bible and God, they're super clear on this point. Look at this verse. And hereby we do know that we know him. How do you know that you know God? If we keep his commandments. So it's really challenging to um, uh, hold on to something that you never had possession of. Right, so it's really hard for me to keep his commandments, to obey his commandments, if I don't even know what the commandments are. 如果我们没有，我们没有真的是啊抓住。我们如果真的是没有抓住他对我们所说的话，就有什么意思？那么就很难守住他要我们所做的事情。So profound verse, right? I know God. What did he say? I don't really know, uh, but I know God. Right, that's a problem, right? I'm a Christian. What did Jesus say? Uh, well, kind of said this, and he kind of said that, and told me to love people, he told me to love him and others. Well, what else did he say? Well, you know, let, let me get my phone out. You know, that's a problem, right? That's a problem. I think we would fail the interview, right? If we were interviewing uh, for a job, and that was our answer. Um, now, now you say, well, why is that important? Well, we just read it, right? We, we, we all have short-term memory sometimes as Christians. And in Matthew 28, 20, he, he just, I just read it to you. He says, you need to teach them to observe, to obey, all things that I commanded. Well, why? Because of this. Then we will know that we know God. And then look at this verse. Well, if you love me, keep my commandments. So whether we like it or not, there, there is a very clear link between what we just saw, right? Jesus says, teach others to keep my, what, what I've commanded. If you know me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. There's a link there that we need to like kind of accept and embrace. 不管你喜欢不喜欢，我们看见这有一个联系在里面，就是在马太福音里面就是说，凡我所吩咐你们的，你们都要去教训他们，遵守。所以有一个啊，他所吩咐的，他所说的。而这地方又讲到说，我我们
啊，我们有些人就会说我是一个基督徒，我很幸福啊，所以呢，我就过我自己的日子，照我所喜欢的，我要去找做什么事就做什么事，我愿意听什么样音乐听什么样音乐，我要和什么什么样的人约会就什么样的人约会啊，这样呢，我们就看见和我接下来要和大家分享的经文就是不相合。Listen to this in First John two four. He who says, or anybody who says, I know him, I know God, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So you're a liar. I'm a liar. It's a huge thing. If I say, well, I know God, but I live a life of disobedience, meaning we'll just keep it simple. I don't put God first. I bow down to idols and things in my life that you know. That take precedence over God. I misuse His name. I don't remember the Sabbath. I dishonor my parents. I lie, steal, cheat. I lust after other people and things. You know what God says? You're a liar. You don't know me, right? That's this is heavy, but this is Bible, right? So if we really want to be serious, we've got to take this to heart. We can see that John 福音第约翰一书第二章的四节里头记载说，人若说我认识他，却不遵守他的诫命，就是说谎的，真理也不在他心里。好，所以这里边讲的就是说谎的。人若说他是认识神的，却仍然去拜他的偶像，仍然去啊，呃，去啊，去妄称神的名啊，也是去偷偷窃啊，也去啊，呃，也去呃，羡慕或者说是念呃，迷恋别人的东西，他的别人的东西，等等之类的。这样的就是说，事实上你是一个说谎的，你根本就不是真的认识神的爱神的。So I say these things because I hope that you understand why we're going through the teachings of Jesus and why it's important to know what our Lord said and what our Lord means by what He said. 这就是为什么我要给大家带讲前面这一切，就是知道说为什么我们要来。学习耶稣基督的教导，他教导的究竟是什么意思？他究竟对着我们的心意是什么 ？And I also hope that you see your responsibility, my responsibility, to read and hear and remember and obey what Jesus said, and to do it knowing what He did. 我们这样也是呃提出来对你、对我的呃一个要求和责任。我们就要去读神的话语，就知道他说的是什么，以及我们知道我们要如何的去顺服他，去遵从他的，遵从他的呃诫命。Now, if you ask, well, why? The why is so that you can be and I can be experts about Jesus. You should be an expert about Jesus Christ. You should be. You should have a PhD in Jesus Christ. Like you should know him so well, what he said so well. That when you are preaching, and that's probably why we don't preach because we don't know him very well. That when you do preach, it's natural. It should be natural to talk about Jesus. It's unnatural for many of you because you don't know him very well. So, if we are all in the Bible's teachings, in knowing his teachings, have a very deep understanding of him, then we are like in Jesus' teachings. 我们有一个博士学位一样，那么在我们在呃传讲信息的时候，那么我们就会很自然，就会把啊、呃、耶稣的心意，把呃我们要传讲这个说的很清楚。如果我们对耶稣呃不熟悉啊、呃，对他不认识，那么我们在传讲这些信息的时候就极其的不自然。Take something as simple as the name of Jesus. Do you do you know? I'm not going to ask you to answer this, but just ask any Christian. Just ask them. Do you know what the name Jesus actually means? What does the name Jesus mean? 比方说，就很简单，就说耶稣，耶稣这个名字究竟什么意思？我会会要你们回答。但是我们给时间，问一个基督徒说：“你知道耶稣这个名字究竟什么意思吗？” Could you imagine? I mean, honestly, could you imagine you're talking to people and you're in a business meeting and this guy's very casual and People are talking about their faith, and he said, "Well, I'm a Christian." Said, wow! So you follow Jesus. What does what does that name Jesus mean? Imagine you being like,、um, "I don't know." That would be really embarrassing, right? You follow someone and you don't even know their name. 
you don't even know what their name means. Can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? It's almost as bad as when you know people ask me about my kids' birthdays, and I'm like, ah, May. Well, my kids get all upset. It's like May 7. You know, they get upset because I'm not good with the numbers. Um, but think about that, right? You're a Christian. I follow Jesus. Just simple. What does Jesus mean? What does the name mean? What does his name actually mean? You know? So I bring up the question just to kind of prove the point that all of us, me included, we all have a lot of more studying to do, a lot more reading to do, a lot more sort of like, what am I spending my time doing? TikTok is absorbing four hours of my day. Like, what am I learning from that? Like, shouldn't I know more about my God? Shouldn't I know as much as I can about my Lord, the one who sacrificed himself for me? Like, who cares about TikTok? Let me open up the Bible and find out who is this God that I will face one day? Who is this God that loves me so much? So because I love you guys, I'm just going to tell you the answer to the question. And it'll, it will either be like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Or you'll go, oh, wow, I really didn't know that. So the name Jesus means deliverer. It actually means savior. It actually means rescuer. How do we know that? Matthew 1, 2 says, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So that name Jesus means savior, deliverer, rescuer. Beautiful, right? So I'm going to actually skip that part and let's just go to here. So let's look specifically today at Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. That was a long introduction. You guys thought I was done already. <laughs> I promise I'll be done at 1130. No worries. See, even there, I was nice. I cut, I cut something out of my message. I could have made it longer. I'm like, no, they're being so good. I have to move on. <laughs> so let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. And so we're going to be specifically diving into this verse, which is, um, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
我们要看这句四节说哀痛的人有什么？因为他们必得安慰。Now, who said these words? Anybody? Jesus, right? Jesus said these words, and who's Jesus? He's our deliverer. He's our savior. He's our rescuer. He's our God. 是谁说的这句话呢？是耶稣。耶稣他是我们的，是我们的释放者，是我们的救主。So, so these words have great importance. 所以要知道这些的圣经汲取的这这些经文很重要。We should look at them and go, "Wow, our God Jesus said these things. I wonder what they mean. I wonder what he's talking about because it's bizarre. It's really strange what he means by this." 因为我们就会说，哦，这是我的神，是我的救主所说的话。这个句话听起来呃是很奇怪。那么我一定要去要去仔细的研究研究他说的话究竟什么意思。So I'm gonna I'm gonna address the meaning by going to the title of my sermon. 所以我要在讲这个经文之前呢，我要提出我这个啊啊我讲到的题目。Because the title of the sermon is really weird. It's like well. Your title is listening to Satan. How does that connect to this? So I, I, the title was designed intentionally to be provocative, to maybe get you to think, "What are you talking about? Listening to Satan? You might be thinking I'm going this direction, but I'm actually going this direction." 啊，我去给我的讲道题目这样取是有意思的，啊，故意这样的取，这样子就有似乎有一定的挑战性和挑衅性，这样就使我们能够引起我们的思考，这样我们会发现啊，啊，我我我我想的实际上是这个方向，但是呢，我却把你啊引到好像是另外一个方向去。So so the title listening to Satan, I was actually nervous just writing it. I didn't even I was uncomfortable just. Writing it that way, I don't know why. I just didn't like writing. I don't. I don't want to draw attention to myself. But、um, the title to me is scary. For me, the the title is also、um, disheartening. It's very upsetting. This one, this one topic, is when I was writing it, I was a little afraid. Because this topic is listening to Satan. It seems to be. 呃，是比较泄气的，比较令人不安的。I mean, there's something really scary about the thought that you could be listening to the voice of Satan, to the voice of the enemy, to the voice of the dragon, to the voice of your arch adversary. Like, is that possible that I could be listening to his voice? 因为这个对我们呃而言的话，是不是很可怕的一个事情？那我们是不是在某些的时间里，或某些的机会里，我们是在听撒旦的说话呢？我们听到的是不是我们的大仇敌的声音呢？是不是是不是真的是被这一个啊、呃、一个欺谎的一个呃呃敌人我们的大仇敌在、呃、我们听见他的他的声音呢？所以我们想到这一切的时候，觉得是是是一个很可怕的事情。I mean, could it be? Could, is it possible? That some of the voices in my head are not from the Lord, but they're actually from Satan. Is it possible that when I listen to certain music, or look at certain websites, or watch certain movies, that I could actually be getting messages or from Satan? Is that is that possible? You know that that should alarm us if that's true. Ah,、uh, so we have to be careful. 呃，去思想是不是我们有些时候看了某些的电影，听了某些的音乐，看了某些的呃书籍和信息，那里头我们听到的声音进到我们的头脑，信息我们接收到我们心里去，啊，会不会是这是出于撒旦对着我们的欺哄啊，以及我们接受了他的信息呢？所以这对我们是一个很严大的一个提醒，也是对我们一个很严重的一个警告。I mean, is it possible that you're listening to Satan? And you think it's God's voice? Is it possible that there's been a point in your life where you could say、hmm, that that was a moment where I definitely wasn't listening to God? Well, then who are you, who are you listening to? Like that should be concerning to us. That's something that's really heavy. Like who are you listening to, and how do you know it's God's voice and not an evil, wicked, 
voice of Satan. So one way of sort of discerning this is removing yourself from the myth that Satan only deals with evil things um, that are outright evil, like murder or, or, you know, disasters, like, you know, or, or hurting someone like that's one layer. That's one layer. And that's very obvious. And then there is the less obvious ways, which are more dangerous. These are the deceptive ways, the subtle ways the enemy works, which isn't as detectable to you. Because the Bible says Satan is a dragon, but Satan can also transform himself into a beautiful, if you want to even say good, angel of light. So that should scare you. That 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 should be like, hmm, I better read the Bible more. I better get closer to God now because I might be listening to the wrong voice. And how do I even know whose voice I'm listening to if I don't even read the Bible and know what God said? Now you really opened yourself up to deception. Now, the group of people that should be jumping out at you right now should be Adam and Eve. And in Genesis 3, Eve, who's perfect, who is beautiful and smart and intellectual and close to God and follows God and knows God, she has a conversation with Satan. And this beautiful, powerful, wicked cherub disguises himself in the form of a serpent. And Satan talks to Eve. They have a conversation. There's no axe. There's no knife. There's no machine gun. There's no scary face in the mirror. There's no, you know, no go boo. There's no ghosts. It's just a conversation. And the conversation, it's it's not about politics, it's not about economics, 
It's not about the weather. It's not about TikTok. I don't want him to say it again, but it's not about TikTok. <laughs> it's about what did God say? That's the conversation. It's a theological conversation. It's calm. The sun's out. They're in this beautiful garden. And Eve is having a and Eve is having a conversation with the most wicked, the most evil, hateful being in the universe. So, 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 so don't ever be so proud as to think I could never listen to Satan. Remember how I said before that Satan can disguise himself as a dragon, but he could also be an angel of light? And so even things like, oh, I know I should read the Bible today, but you know, I'll just read it tomorrow. It seems so simple. Who voice are you listening to? Who would want you to read it tomorrow? Ah, there's someone I should talk to. Maybe tell them about Jesus. Ah, it's not the right time. Maybe tomorrow I know I really should pray tonight, but I just have such a long day. I'm just so tired. I'll, I'll, I'll pray in the morning. Oh, church is so far. Let me just go on my phone and I can lay in bed at the same time. So don't only think of Satan with the scary mask on and the axe. That's one version. The other version is the one that's very uncomfortable to us. It's very off-putting. It's very kind of scary because it's hard to discern them and it's 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 challenging. I mean, Eve is not scared. Isn't that kind of curious? She's talking to Satan and she doesn't care less. She's just like, oh, interesting conversation. Let's talk about what did God say? And Satan says, has God indeed said, Eve, right? Basically, you shall not, not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, what, what's embedded in what he just said? What seed did he just plant in her mind? Think, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? What seed did he just go, Shen 
Somebody want to say it's one word. Starts with a D. He planted the seed of doubt. And then Eve talks to him, and then Eve says something else that God said, and then he goes and says, "You surely won't die. God's not right with that." And then says, for God knows, and he's he's telling her what God is thinking, which is interesting. For God knows that in the day you eat of, remember the fruit from the tree, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Who is she listening to? Even if what is being said makes sense, even if some of it's true, even if it seems good, what you're hearing, she never stops to go, wait a minute, who am I listening to? And of course, you know what happens in the story. She listens to Satan and horrible consequences flow from that. Anguish, pain, sorrow, mourning, death, all came from a simple theological conversation and person listening to Satan and not listening to God. And this one encounter is so tragic that it's going to result in God himself taking on a title called a man of sorrows. Isaiah 53.3 says, He, meaning Jesus, is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. 在以赛亚书第五十三章也会讲到说他是长经忧患 and so in Matthew 5 3, we have, or 5 4, we have the man of sorrows saying something very mysterious. Jesus, the man of sorrow, says, Blessed or happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So what do we think 
the, the, how do we unlock? How do we unlock the meaning of this? First, we can't forget the verse that came before this verse. So before Matthew 4 comes what? Matthew 3. Good. <laughs> a plus for you. We have a... <laughs> you are a good student. <laughs> You're a good listener. <laughs> exactly. So for me to understand Matthew 4, I should look at well, what happened in Matthew 3. And Matthew 3 says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we are dealing with spiritual realities, right? Spiritual realities here. And that's the key to unlocking what verse 4 means when Jesus says, happy are those who mourn, who are crying, who are sorrowful, for you shall be comforted. So if these verses are spiritual, I can deduce then that in verse 4, um, the connection to mourning must be made to sin. So the mourning and the sorrow that Jesus is talking about in verse 4, the, it, 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 it is connected to the pain and the anguish that comes from sin. Because what is sin? The Bible says sin is the transgression or the breaking of God's command. God told Eve and Adam, don't eat from that tree. Clear command. They break the command. Contaminates and sends the virus of sin into humanity's DNA until Jesus comes to solve it. So if the mourning or sorrow spoken in verse 4 is connected to sin, then how can we be happy or blessed if we are sorrowful for our sins? Well, you can't be blessed. You can't be happy if you're crying over your sins, over your disobedience, over your willful rebellion, unless, of course, you turn to God. So there's two types of sorrow. There's two types of mourning over sin. There's the Judas type, and then there's the Peter type. You want to have the Peter sorrow. You don't want to have the Judas sorrow. Judas committed sin by betraying Jesus. That brought great sorrow to Judas. 
That he even tries to fix the problem by giving the money back. But Judas receives no comfort because he doesn't keep his eyes on Jesus. So for Judas, it wasn't blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted, but rather unhappy are those who mourn, period. And we know that because Judas is so sorrowful, so mournful of what he did over his sin that he hangs himself, he kills himself. So stay away from Judas sorrow. Stay away from Judas mourning. That is not the path to follow. What you want is Peter sorrow. What you want is Peter mourning. Peter, a close follower of Jesus, in Jesus' greatest hour of need, goes, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. I have no idea who this guy is. He denies him three times. And the Bible says, after he does this, the cock crows, the rooster crows. Jesus looks at Peter, and Peter looks at Jesus. And what does Peter do? It says this, he went out and wept bitterly, a bitter weeping, like, oh, my, what did I do? You're like that, just heart-wrenching sorrow. This verse here is powerful in Luke chapter 22, verse 61. Luke 22, 61, it says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. How does Peter deal with this sorrow? How does Peter become blessed from that sorrow? Well, Peter does not do what Judas did. Peter continues to follow Jesus. To a point where if you look in John 21, in John 21, Peter has this encounter with Jesus where Peter is fishing and he looks and he sees Jesus and he just jumps into the water and swims to Jesus. Peter denied 
Jesus how many times? Three times. And then in John 21, when, Je- when Peter gets on the beach with Jesus, Jesus then asks him three questions. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? So Peter is crushed initially by his sin. He mourns over his sin. But he keeps his eyes on Jesus. And Jesus forgives him. And Jesus comforts him. And Jesus restores him. Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall receive comfort. This morning, if you have sin in your life or have committed sins, past, present, you can go and do what Peter did. Go to Jesus and receive forgiveness. Repent from listening to the wrong voice. Whose voice do you think Judas was listening to? Doesn't Jesus even tell us that Satan inhabits Judas and deceives him and he goes out and betrays the Son of Man? And instead of repenting, as Peter did, and instead of looking to Jesus, Judas just got deeper into his despair. There is no comfort in focusing on your sin. There, there is only comfort in godly sorrow. If you have sinned, do what Jesus says. Come to me. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Look to Jesus. Receive comfort from the Savior. Receive rest from the Savior. Receive restoration from the Savior. It is yours. Choose the path of Peter. Listen to God. Don't listen to Satan. That says, give up. You've gone too far and give up. That was the way of Judas. Don't follow that. Follow the way of Peter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your words. Forgive me, forgive us for listening to Satan. And God, help us to have a desire to read your words so that we're not deceived. If we as your people sin and we feel the despair of Judas, may we realize that we're not hearing your voice, the Satan's voice. 
，那么我们就是实际是像呃犹大一样，听了撒旦的声音，就听神的声音，求主圣灵我们来提醒我们。Satan's voice says, "Give up. It's too late. Don't worry. Uh, uh, forget about God." But that's not the voice we have to listen to. 撒旦呃对我们说的是哦，已经是已经太远了，啊，我们就放弃了，啊，不要再没有关系，啊，不要再回到啊那个原来的信仰里面去，这是撒旦的声音，我们不要听。Even Peter, even Peter was listening to the wrong voice initially. 因为甚至彼得在有些时候他也没有听，啊，不太听到的也不是真正确的声音。Judas and Peter both listened to Satan. But Peter repented. Peter had godly sorrow. May we too, Lord, when we sin, may we keep our mind on Jesus and the cross and say, God, forgive me for what I've done, and you promise to forgive us. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what sin, no matter what sin we have committed, no matter what pain that sin has brought in our life, you promise us comfort if we look to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what sin we have committed, no matter what pain that sin has brought in our life, you promise us comfort if we look to Jesus. 无若回到主的面前，我们不转眼不是主耶稣已给你应许，就是要使我们的罪得到赦免，也就使我们得到安慰。Thank you, Jesus, for this good news. 谢谢耶稣，我们有这样的好消息。Thank you that we can get comfort from Jesus. 我们也谢谢因着耶稣，我们有这个安慰。That we can be comforted even if we've sinned. 虽然我们呃我们犯罪，但是我们悔改就得到安慰。Thank you for loving us. 谢谢你爱我们。Thank you for having mercy on us. 谢谢你允许我们。We love you, Father. Help us to obey your commands. 哦，天父，我们爱你，帮助我们，让我们能够遵守你的旨意。Not to be saved. 不仅仅是为了得救。But because we are saved. 因为我们都已经得救了，你是我们的救主。And we want to please you. 我们祷告奉耶稣基督的名。Thank you, Jesus. 谢谢耶稣。In your name, we pray. 你祷告奉耶稣的名。阿门。